0: I'm Dr. Orion Taraband, and this is Psych Hacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is, the game does not run on gratitude. Remember, a game is anything with rules and a goal. So this statement is just as true in business as it is in romance. The game does not run on gratitude. What does this mean? Listen very carefully. Listen twice if you need to. As soon as you are no longer in a position to either benefit or harm someone else, you become irrelevant. If you cannot help or hurt someone, you are an NPC in that other person's life. You are wallpaper, and your thoughts, feelings, and goals no longer matter. Even if you have a long history together, as soon as you remove those contingencies, the potential for future harm, and the potential for future benefit, you can no longer expect to influence another person's behavior. You can be upset about this. You can lament the state of humanity. You can go on angry tirades about men and women and the way that things should be. But this is the way it is. The game does not run on gratitude. And why not? Because you've already been paid. This is something that's going to be very hard for some of you to understand, so I will walk you through it. The idea that you're owed something for past action, especially something that has not been explicitly and mutually negotiated, is rooted in an idea of fairness that, frankly, may only exist in your mind. Articulated beliefs along these lines typically begin with the words, after everything I've done. After everything I've done for you, after everything I've done for this company, this is how you repay me? If you recognize this belief in yourself, let's take a look at this more closely, shall we? Let's start with how this belief operates in career and business. In this case, it should be fairly clear that the entire time that you were sacrificing yourself for the company, you received a paycheck every two weeks and made use of the perks and privileges associated with the position as long as you were providing a service. Your responsibilities and compensation were what you explicitly and mutually negotiated with your employer, and if you stopped receiving that compensation to which you were entitled for discharging your responsibilities, you would have stopped working. Anything that you may have expected beyond your mutually negotiated compensation existed only in your mind, and you were given what you agreed to for everything that you've done. If you remain spiteful, uh, even in light of these facts, it likely means that you agreed to something that you didn't really want to do out of the hope that some future benefit might accrue to you, even if that benefit was just continued loyalty. My friends, loyalty is extraordinarily rare. The vast majority of human relationships are not governed by loyalty or fairness or gratitude or kindness or any other virtue or ideal. They are governed by power, which is the ability to either give people what they want or don't want, or withhold from people what they want or don't want. It's the ability to implement benefit and harm. When you can no longer benefit or harm someone else, you have no power in the relationship, and so you surrender your only real chance of ever getting what you want. But before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message. It's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. And you can also hit the super thanks button. It's those three little dots in the lower right hand corner beneath the screen. And tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've received from this episode. That helps make this all happen and I really appreciate your support. Now, all of this remains true in romance. After everything I've done for you is the rallying cry of frustrated and resentful men and women the world over. However, just like in business, this belief is irrational because you've already been paid for everything that you've done. Just like no one is so selflessly devoted to a company that they will keep showing up for work if the paychecks stop, There are very few people who will remain loyal to a relationship in which the transmission of benefit has long since ceased, and we generally pity those who choose to remain so. And what did you get out of that relationship for everything that you did? Well, it's different for every relationship, but it generally includes some combination of things like dates, companionship, sex, attention, excitement, commiseration, support, emotional energy, distraction, remedy from loneliness, etc. And more than all of these, you were there. You were present in a person's life and were able to accompany them through time for a while. You were paid with some or all of these things. Adopting a hurt or martyring attitude because you will not receive further benefit is ungrateful. As soon as a benefit has been received it is dead. It is in the past, and it cannot influence future action. Think about it. The concept of debt, irrespective of whether it's monetary debt or emotional debt, really only has power to influence people because of the possibility of future harm associated with non-payment. This can mean lowering your credit score, or it can mean wanting to spend less time with you. In the vast majority of cases, people discharge their debts not because they are grateful for the favor rendered, but because they are averse to the harm they could experience in the future if the debt were not repaid. Again, what really motivates people is power, the carrot and the stick. However, it's, shall we say, poor form to make these contingencies too obvious. So what we tend to do is mystify power behind a veneer of ideality. Like a sugar coating on a bitter medicine, this veneer makes power easier to swallow and allows people to save face when responding to its influences. By mystifying power, we give ideals plausible deniability, which allows power to remain hidden in plain sight. Here's an extreme example of this. What force makes soldiers hold an indefensible position in wartime. Do you think it's love of country or a commitment to duty? No. It's because if a soldier deserts, especially during wartime, he will be court-martialed and executed. So if he's dead, irrespective of whether he holds the line or runs away, but holding the line redounds honor to his name and family and can, in some small measure, reduce the likelihood that harm might befall those he cares about as a consequence of his sacrifice, then holding the line becomes a better option for him, but only because of the calculus of harms and benefits in effect. This might anger some folks because the ideals of patriotism and duty, like all cherished ideals, make life more livable by bringing us into further remove from the relentless an unfeeling application of power. But if this weren't the case, if soldiers would hold the line simply out of patriotism or duty, then such a severe punishment surely shouldn't be necessary. However, my hunch is that if we were to keep the patriotism and dispense with the court-martial, we would have a lot more desertion when all hell broke loose. And on the other hand, if we were to keep the court-martial and dispense with the patriotism, Things would look largely as they do today, albeit with much lower recruitment rates. In any case, my friends, the game, any game, does not run on gratitude. The vast majority of people will not retain a relationship on the grounds of past benefit, but they might if they stand to benefit in the future. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Please let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You can also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.